Semi Koto Koto, Nami Yuaye, Semi Muni Muni, Nami Dawaso, Mekao Kesi, no Ashura, Semi Koto, Nami Yuaye, Semi Muni Muni, Oh Nami Dawaso, Ashura, Master Jesus. Jesus, Back up, 
Worship the Lord. Are you ready to worship the Lord? Yeah. Give a loud shout, loud shout, like a lion. Just roar like a lion. Give the Lord a shout. Say, Lord, I'm grateful for this morning. I'm grateful for everything. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I just want to come and take everything to control. Tell God, I don't want to take everything to control. Let's pray, let's pray. Tell God, I'm grateful. Let God come to everything that we come to do here. Tell God that come to our midst. Ask Lord. Don't wait for the song to come. Just open up. Just open up. Just open up. Open up your spirit. Open up your spirit. Open up your spirit, oh Lord. Oh, you people, open up your spirit. Lord, you are Lord. You are the King of Kings. You are the Lord of Lords. You are the Lord of and the beginning, that's El Shaddai, Jehovah Adonai, who, who can compare unto your name, who can be compared unto the mighty name of God. Say, God, you are great, you are so Okay, Let's worship him. Let's worship him. Worship him. Don't wait for the song to come. Don't wait for the music to come. You are bigger than what people say. You are bigger than what people say. 
Tua piga não ouve você Tua piga não ouve você Te louvar eu amo Eu acredito
I just want to proclaim it. Jehovah, you are good. You are kind. Oh, Jehovah, you are good.
your voice in praise It's you that I see Call his name, Jesus. 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 Jesus.
to worship. Come to worship you. Oh, the one you say. The one you say. Come to worship. Come to worship you. Oh, the one you say. The one you say. Come to worship. Come to worship of salvation for the gift of love i want you to open your mouth and thank god that the boy he saved the girl he saved has come to worship him today i want you to open your mouth and just thank god for this goodness for this message for this love for for his grace and his message towards us i want you to open your mouth and say the boy he saved the girl he saved has come to worship him today the girl he saved has come to worship him today the boy he saved
Spirit has come to worship him today. I want you to open your mouth out of your heart. I want you to just say, God, I thank you. God, I, I glorify your name for this salvation. I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your love. I thank you that your love never runs dry, but it's always with me. You have seen me through the week. You have seen me through the day. Just by your grace and your mercy, so God, I have come to you today to offer my praise, to offer my worship. I've come to you today for you have saved me during the week. You have healed me during the week. Therefore, I have come to you to offer my praise. I want you to lift up your voice, somebody. You are thanking God for this opportunity. You are thanking God for this love. You are thanking God that even when you do not deserve it, He has still showered it upon you. Even when you are fooling, He has still been there for you. Even when you backslided, He has still been there for you. I want you to lift up your voice out of your heart. I want you to say, God, I know I do not deserve this shower of love. I do not deserve this shower of grace. But I've come to you to give you all the praise. I know I do not deserve any of this. But for your grace and your mercy, sir, I give you all the praise. The man you saved, the girl you saved, the boy you saved, the woman you saved has come here today to offer praise to you, to offer worship to your name. I want to bless you with all my heart. I want to bless you with all my soul. I want to bless you with everything I have within me. I want to say thank you, oh God. I want to say you are God, you are good. I want to bless your name. I want to say, Father, I lift up my hands and I say, indeed, you are God. You remain the same. Even when I was falling, you held me and you said, I saved you, therefore I have come to worship you. I want to lift up your voice, Makadia Asayas. Our Father, I glorify your name. I thank you for the mercies, the mercies that is just raining, it's raining every morning. I bless you, I bless you for the joy that you have kept in my heart. I thank you for seeing me through these six days and this is the seventh day I have come to you to offer my praise. I want to lift up my voice and say, Father, I don't want to be an ungrateful servant, but I've come to you to say that indeed that you saved me. I have come to worship you. I've come to lift up my praises to you. I've come to cast out my crowns to you. I've come to bow before you, Yahweh. I've come to say you are God. I've come to say Hosanna in the highest. Let our king be lifted up. I want you to lift up your voice and say, Father, ancient of days, as old as you are, you still remain the same. As old as he is, he still showers love upon you. As old as he is, he never changes. As old as he is, his love continues to grow day by day. I want you to lift up your voice. Your heart is far from God. You have done so many things against God, but his love has still been there for you. You have done so many things out of the word of God, but God still showered his love upon you. I want you to lift up your voice. Oh God, I have nothing to say, but all that I have, I say, God, receive your glory. Receive your praise. You deserve it all, oh God. I thank you for your message. I thank you for your grace that is running, is raining. And it's, it's there for me Even though I fall I know there's still a father That is ready to hug me Is ready to accept me I want you to lift up your voice Don't be ungrateful You can never get tired Blessing the name of God You can never get tired Lifting up the name of God on high You can never ever get tired Saying God I thank you I thank you I thank you That I've been able to 
to wake up today to come and stand here and say the man you saved, the boy you saved, the girl you saved, the woman you saved has come to worship you. I want you to lift up your voice with all your heart and say, God, I know, I know I have nothing to give, but all I give is my praise and my worship. All I give is my words of thanksgiving. Money cannot buy God. Nothing can buy God. We give it all God, but we are saying God for the life we have alone. It's just by your grace and your mercies. Adidi be a shanta of Asias in the name of Jesus. Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 29 says, But if from there you will seek the Lord your God, you will find him if you seek him with all your heart and your soul and life. The Bible is telling us that we can't seek God. We can't come to God and just come because we are told to come to church. But you have to seek God with your heart. We have been given, we have been told an operation is going on. You have to give God your all. You have to say, God, I've come with my heart. That I want to do this work out of my heart. Out of the abundance of the heart. The mouth speaking. If you do not have a testimony, there is no way you can draw somebody to God. But you are saying, God, this morning I am saying, God, I want to give my heart to you. I want to give my all to you. I'm not withholding anything. But you are surrendering everything to God. I want you to lift up your voice. This is from your heart. It's not from anybody. You are saying that, God, I know I was doing this without my heart i was doing this without my passion i was doing this because i was forced to do it but today i'm saying father i surrender my heart to you i am giving all to you i am saying father i surrender everything to you everything i am giving to you with all my heart i am giving it to you i'm saying i'm not withholding anything i am saying i am going to the world with my heart i am saying father i have lifted up my hand that you should send me to the nations i should send me to the neighbors because your love is with me and I am going with my heart you are saying oh God in the name of Jesus I did it because I was forced I did it because I didn't have understanding but today I am giving my heart I am saying even if I go and perish I was doing it for your name's sake I do not know if you understand the topic but I will force you to pray but if you have understanding that if a soul is one to Christ the heaven rejoices if heaven rejoice because the soul is one and you have given your heart out nobody will force you to open your mouth and pray so if you want to pray just pray and say that God today I am giving my heart to you I am saying send me to the nations I'm saying send me to two people send me to those who reject it send me to those who will not even receive it but at the moment they see me because of my heart my passion I am ready I am ready to die for the gospel Paul said that I would die if I die I die if I live I live because he knew that his heart was for the gospel he knew that he wouldn't see souls perishing he knew that his heart was being invested in the kingdom of God I want you to lift up your voice uh, with, with, with everything you have within you now don't be forced to do anything we, we are past that stages you have to be moved by your heart to do the things of God only to open your mouth and pray Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to you today that I surrender my heart to you, O oh God. Father, I say, O oh God, send me, send me where you want to send me. I am 
seeking, oh God, after your kingdom. With all of my heart, with all of my soul, and with all of my life, everything I have within me, oh God, I am surrendering out to you. I am saying I can do nothing than accept to do your work, oh God. I am saying that today, may I be pushed with my heart, may I be pushed with passion. May I die for the gospel, may I live for the gospel, because today I have surrendered everything to you. Father, I know before I was proud, before I was not doing it right, before I was pushed to do it out. But today I am saying, God, I am not going because I've been told to go. I am not going because I've been instructed to go. But I am going because my heart is in it. I'm going because your zeal has pushed me to win souls for your kingdom. I am going because, oh God, you are there for me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this morning. I glorify your name. I pray, oh God, that as the word comes forth, it will sow a seed in our lives and provoke us to go and win more souls. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Can we give it up to God? For the Lord is good and his mercies endure us forever. David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. For in the house of the Lord there is joy. The Lord has been good. Go around, talk to somebody. Prophesy a word into a life of somebody. Say, I am happy because you are here. And I know heaven is rejoicing because you have made time to come into the presence of the Lord. I thank God that I am able to see you because as I see you, my faith is sharpened. As I see you, I know that today is going to be a day. The Lord is going to be good. I am glad you made it. I thank God for your life. You are around and I know today will have a fulfillment. The word of God will have a place in your life today. Your life will not be the same for you coming into the presence of the Lord. For the Lord is going to plant a seed in your life and that seed will bear fruit. 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 In the name of the Lord, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Can we be seated in heavenly places? Good morning. You are welcome to ICGC Calvary Temple. My name is Gina Tokomo. How many of us have failed an exams before? Okay. In my O level, my, I don't know now, you call it JHS. I failed my English. Okay. But I didn't give up. Why is it that when you fail your exam, you don't give up? Can you help me? Why is it that when you failed the exams, you didn't give up? Because you know there's still hope. Because you know what? There is still hope. You write, you write, you write until you pass, isn't it? Hmm? None of us here will fail English and say, me, I have given up. Because you want to go to uni, you write the SHSR, you write the English, ah, until Wayek himself is tired of your name and he gives you pass. So how many of us this week try to share the track? Or how many of us try to talk to our friends? And how many were rejected? And how many of us have purpose in our hearts that because we are rejected, we are not going again? 
there is something that comes with talking about Christ and I have seen it even with your friends those who are not serious with Christ when you get serious and you want to talk to them they'll reject you I know what I'm talking about it happened to me in my office so I know what and I'm talking about Christians who you know their life is not aligned and you want to talk they will give you names they will call you as for her everything Jesus there is a reason why you need to share that track because God is waiting on you. Heaven is waiting on you because one soul that you win, heaven rejoices. And the enemy knows that when you save that soul, he's lost that soul. So he will do everything to make sure that you don't share that track. So please, when you are rejected, remember that when I filled my English paper, when I filled my mom's paper, I didn't give up. I still went on to write till I passed. So no matter how many times I'm rejected, I'll still keep going because my part of the work is just to plant the seed. It is for God to give the increase. Amen. Welcome to Teen Chapel, ICGC Calvary Temple. Our vision to become world changers, nation builders and inventors through training in godly principles. And then our mission is grooming proactive spirit-filled, disciplined, leadership-minded youth who are ready to take up responsibilities and daring to make a change in their generation. A youth that is current and relevant. You can only be relevant in heaven when you win souls. If today is your first time of sharing fellowship with us, I'd like you to just give me a wave. If today is the first time that you are here, we consider... Please, can you be on your feet and can we welcome you? We consider you a special visitor. We are glad you came. Thank God you made it to church today. song was specially made for you please when we close don't be in a hurry come and sit here and your colleagues will talk to you if there's something you don't understand ask them and they will explain to you please may i know who invited you to church today okay thank you for coming our departmental meetings are as follows on mondays we have prayer 
and Bible studies. Make time to come. Your spiritual life will not be the same. On Tuesdays, it's evangelism 9 to 1 p.m. Those of us who don't know how to do it, come and learn how to talk. And then on Fridays, we have dramatic at 6 to 7.30 p.m. And then on Saturday, all departments meet from 3 to 5. And then church workers also meet from 5 to 5.45. Then facilitators meet from 6 to 6.30. End of announcement. It's time to give. This week, we are all talking about Operation what? Operation what? Operation what? Changing... Changing and how can we change the mood of heaven? How? How can we change the mood of heaven? Who can help me? By winning souls. Okay. God said we should give and it shall be given back to us. Can we have Luke 10, Luke 15, verse 10? If we say we want to change the mood of Christ, then this is what God is expecting from us. And each and every one of us is supposed. Can we open our Bibles to Luke chapter 15, verse 10? And all of us will read together. Luke is in the New Testament. Those of us who are lost. Luke is in the New Testament. So quickly. I'm waiting. Who will help me to read? My friend, help me to read. Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of angels of God over one sinner that repents. So God is saying that anytime you talk to somebody and the person repents, there is joy. We are given. But God, what he expects from us is giving a soul to heaven. So as you give unto God, make it a purpose to also give by getting a soul to heaven, for heaven to rejoice over your name. Can we please invite the choir as they give us a song, and then we'll give our offering for today. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen.
Father, we thank you for this time. We are grateful, my Lord and my Master, Father Lord, for giving us the substance to be able to come before you. We thank you, my Lord and my Master. We pray that may it be multiplied, that it may do more in your kingdom. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. 
in the first service, we were told a lot of things, and I'm sure the second service, our cup is going to be loaded again. It is time to evangelize, and the things we think we don't know. Let's put our hands together as we invite our own Uncle Dennis, as he tells us how to evangelize. Let's keep clapping till he comes. Let's keep clapping. Hallelujah. Operation ITCC. You're not even saying it with him. Operation ITCC. Are you changing the mood of heaven? Yes. Look behind you. Look to your left. Look to your right. No, not to your neighbor. Look beyond your neighbor. And look at the empty chairs. That's what I want you to see. Are you sure you're changing the mood of heaven? Have you realized that the numbers keep declining? Don't tell me some of them have gone to school because I know I've been told that the gold track, they're at home. So we're not really changing the mood of heaven. God will help us. Please. Uh, the video. I take that literal. I mean, I try to fish every chance I can get. We got a little fish over here. I love fish, by the way. I fish all the time. And there's nothing I love more than fish. But when we become fishers, it made it so much easier to look at fish. Now, how many of you know that when you look at this fishing bowl, you see fish in their environment, right? As long as they're in this environment, as long as they're in this water, they're receiving oxygen, they're receiving life, they're receiving food, as long as they're in this. But you take them out of that environment, what happens to them? They die, correct? See, what happens is when you give, a, when you give somebody life, let's, let's, find a little, let's find a little fishy here. We got, we got, we got this guy right here. See him? This guy right here. We're going to say this is, we're going to say this is a kid that you invited to church one, one day, right? You invite him to church, you give him life. He's living, right? Let's say this one over here. Let's say, let's say that right here, I got two in here, but they're jumping around. These two right here, you gave into missions. And a missionary was able to buy a vehicle for a missionary, and he was able to drive up into the mountains and, and speak the word of God into these two kids' life, and you gave them life, right? Well, what happens when you take fish out of their life? What happens when you throw them out? Who's going to save these fish? They're flailing on the ground right now. They have no oxygen in their life. Who's going to save these fish? Who's going to bring these fish life? These fish are flailing for oxygen. Everybody quiet. Those of, you that, those of you that came up, I want to tell you something. Good job. Because listen, those of you that came up, 
you saved a fish's life. But the rest of you sat in your chairs. Why? Everybody quiet. See this fish? He's dead. No. You guys say, I killed him. I'm going to turn this back to you. You killed him. Why? Listen, why? Because you sat there shocked in your chair, but you did nothing. And all it would have taken was one more person to get up and save this fish's life. But maybe you was embarrassed because what are people going to do? I'm not going to look cool running up there trying to save a little fish, right? Or maybe you thought, oh, he's only like worth 10 cents. That ain't nothing, right? Or you were so shocked that you didn't know what to do. And this is what I want to tell you. This happens to us every day. You sit in your schools. And you see fish flailing, looking for water, looking for air. And you do nothing about it because you're shocked. But you're afraid to reach them with the gospel. You hear us talking about missionaries and, and going out and reaching people with, with the word. And being able to give life to fish. And we're shocked that people live like this. We're shocked that people never heard Christ. But we do nothing about it. And we sit in our chairs shocked, wishing that we would have gotten up and saved a life. But we wait too long. And one fish dies. I want to challenge you this evening. Give fish life. Don't just sit in your chair this evening and go, you know what, that was a cool sermon. That was, that was neat. Why I did this was to put something in your mind of what happens every single day. Not only does it happen around the world, but it happens in your very schools. Where you have the opportunity to spread Christ to somebody, but you chicken out, and they're flailing, looking for something, waiting for you to reach out to them. And you sit there and do nothing. Because we're afraid of what other people are going to think of us. Or we think, you know what, there's enough people up there doing it. They were, we'll let them save the fish. I'll be okay. And we do nothing. I want to challenge you this evening. Don't sit there and do nothing. Hallelujah. Uncle Solo, please, I need you up here. This morning, I'll be sharing with you very shortly on... Um, what I call 40 reasons why we don't win souls. Four zero, 40 reasons why we don't win souls. And as the Christ has come up, I want you to close your eyes and prepare your hearts for the word of God that's coming today. The Bible says that the word of God shall not return to God void, but it would accomplish that which it was sent for. That means that the word is a life-giving spirit. It contains life. You want the word to meet you with life this morning. Take the opportunity to say a prayer. Close your eyes, everyone, and pray in the next one minute. And ask God to prepare your heart and say, Lord, let the word meet me with life. Let it refresh me. Let it bring me to life. Let it bring my soul to life. Let it put me back on track. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth and pray. Pray.
if you're sitting here and you have a cry in your heart the cry is that Lord send me the word of the Lord says that God is answering that cry he says he's answering that cry your cry this morning is that he should send you you know yourself don't come up just hear the word of the Lord God says he is answering that cry he is equipping you this morning it's a cry that has been burning deep in your heart and this morning as we sang the song you cried that cry again from the depths of your heart thank you Lord Jesus thank you Jesus kindly take your seats as Auntie Gina was here speaking to us I thought to myself wow uh, how many of you know that two services can take a toll on you uh, two services first service and second service Especially if you're a church worker. If you're a church worker, you won't understand because you don't stay for two services. How many church workers are here? How many of you are church workers? You came for the first service. You're here. Some of you haven't had breakfast, right? By now, you would have eaten. A lie. If it was Monday, you would have eaten, right? But you, you had to leave early to be here so that you can do God's work. Prepare the house of God for what he wants to do. And as I sat here, I thought to myself, I was like, wow. It's good that we're having two services. Because this is showing and revealing, the tr it's giving us a true measure of our capacity for winning souls. Do you know that? When it was one service, at least a half or even a little more. But now that we have two services, we see a lot of empty seats. So the two services is showing us truly our capacity. It's showing us, it's revealing to us how well we're doing when it comes to winning souls. Whether we're doing well, I mean, you can mark yourself and see, look behind you, look around. The numbers are dwindling, oh. <laughs> the numbers are going down. This morning, I came with a word, and it's just going back to the basics. And we've been talking about winning souls, evangelism. I don't want you to look or think about the word evangelism as some grandiose, like some PhD, no, a master's thesis, no. Soul winning. To win a soul. Very simple. That is the message I came with today. And last week, our brother was, Uncle Bethmon, blessed us, took us through a series, inspired us, exhorted us, encouraged us. We have been preaching this message over and over again, but we'll keep preaching it. Because this is the heartbeat of God. So this morning, I want to share with you a few thoughts, some reasons. There are 40 in all, but I'll share about five or six. 40 reasons why we do not win souls. And as we speak and as we talk, we'll be interacting. And we'll be debunking all those points. Because some of us, we fall in the category of those 40 points, right? Now, can you put Matthew chapter 9 verse 35 for me? That video we saw there, there was a powerful illustration about fishes, you know, and bowls and the fact that they're in there, they have life, you take them out, they have no oxygen, they died. He illustrated it. That was brutal, what he did. Eventually, one of the fish died. He pulled it out. And he said that that's actually, that's not on him. He didn't do it. He said, you did it. Because you could, you had an opportunity to save the fish. But you sat there. They all sat there. A few of them got up. But it was a little too late for that poor fish. 
Matthew chapter 9, 35. Then Jesus went to all the towns and villages, teaching in the synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and every sickness. When he saw the crowds, he felt compassion for them because they were weary and worn out like sheep without a shepherd. Verse 37. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is abundant, but the workers are few. Last verse. Therefore, pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into the harvest. Now, this, the first verse that we read starts off. Jesus went about preaching village to village, city to city, town to town, community to community, suburb to suburb, just name it. He went to all the nooks and looks of where he was. As long as he was in the hood, look at somebody said in the hood. He went about preaching. He would move. He never rested. In three years of ministry, Jesus would constantly go out. And many a times, this is how Jesus is introduced in the New, in the New Testament. Jesus went about. Acts chapter 10 verse 38 says that how God anointed Jesus Christ with power. That he went about doing good, healing them that were sick and delivering them, them that were oppressed of the devil. This was his agenda. And this is the same agenda he left with us when he was leaving. They say that the last words of a dying man are the weightier words, are the most important things. Thankfully, he rose again. But these were the last words. The great commission, he said that go and make disciples of all nations. And the first service, we said that for Jesus, for God, He's thinking about the end game. And his end game is, I want you to make disciples, men and women who are fit, who are strong, who are robust Christians, who can take up the mantle of the kingdom of God and propagate kingdom agenda. He didn't say that go and win souls. There are so many scriptures that say that. But he said, go and make disciples. Before you can even make a disciple, right, you need to win souls. That shows where God's marking scheme is. It shows you the extent, I mean, the, 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 the threshold that God has set. He said, oh, look, this is where I want you to be. Go and make disciples. And when he met the disciples, Peter and his brother, they were fishing, right? In Matthew chapter 4. They had cast their nets on a regular day. They decided that they were going to catch fish. Jesus came as he was walking by the Sea of Galilee and he stood there and told them, Come and I will make you fishers of men. This morning, God wants to make you a fisher of men. In other words, God wants you to be a soul winner. That is his will. When you read verse 38 of this scripture, he says that pray ye that the Lord of the harvest will send in more laborers, more workers. That is his will. You cannot contemplate that. These were Jesus' words. He said that, pray ye, ask in prayer, seek, desire that the Lord will send forth more workers into the harvest, into the field, into the zongos, into the places where people have not heard the word of God before. Who's going to do that? The angels of God. The angels of God, they won't come and preach you. It is you and I that have to do that. It is you and I that have to carry the gospel. I keep saying that, look, Jesus, he's done his part. When he died on the cross, 
He said it is finished. He meant exactly that. God will not come down to planet earth and do that which he expects you and I to do. Evangelism, he will not do for you. Prayer, he will not do for you. These are things that he expects us to do ourselves. He expects you and I, you and I to be fishers of men. You and I to bring the loss back on track, to win them over to the light. Reason number one, I don't have any spiritual gifts. Some of us say that we don't have any spiritual gifts. Is there anybody here who doesn't have any spiritual gift? Who doesn't have? Show by hand. All of you have spiritual gifts. Thank God. So it's not an excuse. Do you know that the scripture says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 11, that to each one the manifestation of the Spirit of God has been given for the common good. To each one. That means everyone has one. I just want to let you, let me sing that in. Get it loud and clear this morning. Everybody has a gift. In fact, I believe that everybody has more than one gift. And everybody has the potential to receive multiple gifts. Do you know why? The same Bible says that God or Jesus spoke of a parable. And in that parable, he said that to one, five talents were given. To another, two were given. To another, one was given. According to each one's ability. The one who got five talents went and got five more. The one who had two got two more. The one who had one went to bury it. When the master came back, he said, take that one talent from the one who had the one and buried it. Give it to the one who had five. Because you have been faithful with a few. I will make you ruler over many. That means that the more you use your talents, right? The more God increases. The more God multiplies the talents you have. Now, how does that tie into soul winning? The gifts, they are not manifest when you sit in church. They don't manifest here. The gifts, they manifest when you're out there on the field, when you're winning souls. When you stand out, you look to your right and you realize that there's this stubborn boy, stubborn cat. He doesn't know Jesus. One day, I'll get up and preach to him. That is where the gifts manifest. That is where the word of knowledge comes. And you see that you too, you can also be a prophet. You have the potential to be a prophet. Because you're standing there and God will just tell you, ask him, does he have something in his pocket? He said, ask him if he has a wallet in his pocket and ask him if he has 20 Ghana cities in there this is the manifestation of the gift it happens when you go out the Bible says how, how God anointed Jesus how he anointed him he went out doing good healing the sick the great commission if you read it from Mark's perspective in Mark 16 he said that Jesus said that go ye to all the world and preach the gospel to all nations he that believes and is baptized will be saved but he that does not believe will be condemned these signs shall follow them that believe They'll cast out demons they'll raise up deadly serpents nothing will happen to them they will speak with new tongues the gifts they mostly manifest when you are on the field i said in the first service that i have witnessed i have seen i have tasted and i continue to see every time i step out to do evangelism god shows me that indeed the power is out there it's not here so, excuse number one, debunked. You say you don't have. Thankfully, none of you raised it, so you have. And if you want to see the manifestation of the gift, you need to step out. 
You may step out into an unknown. You're not sure. You're like, hey, God, what am I going to say? What am I going to do? What if nothing happens? What if you don't reveal your power? You go. The more you go, the more you see God. He, he can trust you with his power. And he begins to manifest that power through you. I said, I remember one time I was asked to do some translation, interpretation. We went to a village and they said that I should do interpretation from airway to English. Now, airway is not that good, but I said I'll do it. A lady came up. She stood there. The man of God preached. She stood from the start of the service. Praise. I mean, opening prayer. Praise and worship. She was just standing there. I was like, hey, what's going on? Word ministration finished. Then the man of God began to minister in the spirit. And she still stood there. So the man of God approached her and asked me to find out from her what's wrong with her. So the lady said that she had been blind for 18 years. She had lived in Nigeria and moved to Ghana and for 18 solid years she had not been able to see. The man of God laid hands on her, on her eyes like that, did not even say a word. And within about a minute and a half, poof, she didn't say anything. She just started laughing. And then she started, you know, she started moving as though she had control. When I say control, it's like she, she could tell which direction she was moving. Then the man of God asked me to find out what was going on. He said that she could see. She could see. Asked her to follow him. She followed him. Say, what number is this? One. What is this? Two. What is this? It's not a movie. It's real. I saw it. I didn't see it on TV. I saw it with my eyes. The next day, there was another guy. This guy was brought on this, you know this thing that this Kayayo people pull around, right? The small four-wheel. This guy was placed on it and they brought him. And the thing that amazed me about this guy's story was that he said there was some animal that was moving inside him. I said, hey, animal. It was like, like some mouse or something. It, it, and it keeps moving. It will move from one part of his body. We can't see it physically, but he said he could feel it. And this guy couldn't work. He was also paralyzed. So we began to pray for the man of God. We formed the circle. We're praying for him. And we're praying for the man. And after a while, the man of God says that he should do something he's not done before. The guy was still, you know, nothing showed that, you know, he had received healing. But out of faith, he got down, took him by the hand, one hand each, stood on his feet like this, and were walking with him. And the man of God said, leave him alone. We left him. This guy started walking. Someone who was paralyzed, who couldn't walk. You want to see the power of God? Do you want to see the power of God? You want to see the manifestation of the gifts? It's out there in the field. It's out there when you're winning souls. When you speak to that person in your school. Some of you are so gifted. You, you, you have skill. You have skill. There's a reason why Jesus, Jesus, I don't think he just did things by heart. Oh. I mean, there's a reason why he chose the 12. Because many of them were fishermen. Some were tax collectors. He chose the fishermen because he knew that they had the ability to translate the same skill to winning souls. And some of you have gifts here. From what I've heard, you don't want us to know the gifts that you even have. You want to hide them. You can, you're good. You're, you're a good poet. You can write poems. 
Someone came to me and said, Uncle Dennis, I think I can rap. I said, yeah, Christian rap, you can do it. We will not stop you. We'll give you the platform. As long as you're getting inspiration from the Holy Spirit, you, you know it's, it comes to you effortlessly. You don't have to struggle. It's a grace God has given. Some of you can sing, but you've never stepped here before. We don't, we don't even know your name. God wants to use what you have as a tool to win souls. On that day, God is not going to ask you, how many master's degrees did you get? How many PhDs did you write? How many papers did you write? How many, you know, how many bank accounts? How many currencies do you have money in? Maybe you're a multi-billionaire. You have money in US dollars, British pound, euros. And you're thinking, that is all there is to life. Those things are not the end game. They're just a means. They're just a tool. God wants to use what he has given you. That raw talent, that natural ability. He wants to use it to win souls. That is what God desires for you and I. One, everyone has a spiritual gift. So you can't say you don't have. Two, number two, I'm shy. How many of you say you're shy here? Come on, just don't, don't waste my time, please. <laughs> you're shy. Okay, you're shy. Eh? You can speak to people, but you can't speak to them about Jesus. Okay, great. So we're going to deal with that one. What do we say about being shy? The reason, another reason why people don't, this one is one of the biggest reasons, especially for the youth. I'm shy. I just can't do it. I don't know why. You're shy? We'll find a way of dealing with the shyness. You know what we'll do? We'll send you out in pairs. We won't send you out alone. And we never do that here. No facilitator, nobody here. Auntie Bridget, who heads the evangelism program here, she doesn't send anyone alone. You go in pairs. Even if you're good and you've had experience, twos and threes so if you're shy you'll go with a group you follow them and the more experienced one will be talking to the person and you'll be praying in the background praying for God to do something that one day you can do it you can be praying under your breath yeah and as you do that you're observing you're watching you're learning you're learning you're learning. You're seeing how it's being done. Next time, the person will go with you again. And at the end, you say, oh, say a prayer for this person. And before you know it, you also start preaching. You also start evangelizing. You also start winning souls. and say, do you know Christ? Can I give you a tract? You know, what does it say? Read it out. Let's read it together. That is how it begins. So shyness is not an excuse. Right? The third one that is closely connected to that. My parents say that I shouldn't talk to strangers. Yes. Some of you, you've even, even if it's not true, you've created that excuse for yourselves because it works. Once you say your parents know the facilitator will back off, you lie bad. We're changing things around here. Okay. That's fair. But again, when we send you out, we're not sending you out alone. We're going to send you out with more experienced people. Comes back to the second point, right? So you're saying that, oh, yeah, I can't do it. You know, my parents will not allow me. They don't want me to talk to strangers. You tell your parents that. 
when we go on evangelism, we go with facilitators. We go with people who are experienced and we send them out in areas. Two or three facilitators heading one area, another person heading Paraku, another one heading, you know, Lashibi Community 16, and so on and so forth. So when you go out there, you're not going alone. You're going with more experienced people. So if anything would happen, honestly, it would be very difficult for whoever's doing whatever they want to, to get away with it. Because you're not alone. There's a reason. The Bible says in Luke chapter 10 verse 1 that Jesus, he had trained the 72 and he sent them out two by two. Even Jesus, he didn't send them one by one. I said it. Some of these guys were politicians, these disciples, the sons of thunder, Buagnes. They said, God, Jesus, you hold up. We know that you have a great kingdom. When you go, we don't want the main throne because we know you are there. Give us one on your left, one on your right. That's all we're asking for. Even at that stage, they still had their own agenda. So Jesus knew that it would not be wise to send them out alone. And we know that not all of you have the experience. So we will not send you out alone. We know there is danger out there. So we will not send you out alone. We will send you out in groups, in pairs. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Fourth reason. Hmm. So winning is not for me. It's only the pastor, Uncle Bijou, Uncle Bethmond, Reverend Kujo, Anthony Kujo. They are the only ones who should be doing evangelism. As for me, it's not mine. It's not my calling. God hasn't called me to that. And oftentimes, that's what we say. say ah, this one is a ministry. Me, I'm not called to that kind of ministry. Mine is to do ushering. You know, I'm an usher. I have to usher. That, that's, that's my area. Oh, I'm, I'm a chorister. So when I sing, that's all that matters. But God is saying, you see, God didn't, God didn't categorize when he said, go, go, go ye, therefore. He said, go. Each one of us is supposed to go. And that scripture that says that he that winneth a soul is wise. He said, he that winneth a soul. I don't think Uncle Bijou's name was there. Proverbs 11.30, if you look at it. If Uncle Bijou wins a soul, he's very wise. There is no fill in the blank there. Oh, there is, but there's no name. There's no actual name there. He that winneth a soul is wise. Isn't it? Whoever will take up that mantle, whoever will decide to go and win a soul is wise. Jesus told his disciples to wait for the promise of the Father. He told them that wait in Jer- tarry ye in Jerusalem, you shall receive power on high, and you shall be witnesses for me. This great commission is not exclusive to some individuals. No, it's for everyone. Each one of us are called to win souls. Not everyone is called to be an evangelist, but every one of us is called to win souls. Get that? Not everyone is an evangelist, but we're all called to win souls. We've debunked that point. Right? See, it's not your calling. Nah. Next point. How many points do we have now? 
Four. Four. <laughs> I'm afraid of rejection. I think this is the one, one of the reasons that really is one of the big obstacles, stumbling blocks. Now, Auntie Gina used an illustration. I used this illustration in the first service as well. When you're preparing for exams, you know, there's always that one teacher, right, or that one subject that you never like. But you know that you need it because you're going to be scored on that, right? Right? No. Now, talk to me, right? So, you write mid-sem exam. The results are not good. You get 1.5 out of 30. Yes. And you know that that's 30%. And the exam is 70%. Are you just going to fold your arms and say that, you know what? All die be die. I'm just going to allow whatever comes, comes. I'm not going to study for exam. Is that the attitude that you have towards your exams? What do you do instead? You study really hard because you know that you need to make up for that bad mid-semester, right? Exam. So you need 70 to get an A. So at least, the least you should get is what? No, I said 1.5. The least you should get is what? 65, 68.5, 68.5 to be able to get, to be able to get your 70. So you're going to work really hard. So that one time of disappointment, that one time of rejection, that's, oh God, I didn't do well. Maybe you studied, but what you studied didn't come in the exam. It didn't prevent you from studying any further. You knew what you were looking for because if you didn't study, you would fail. The same, I want you to have that same attitude and same approach when it comes to evangelism. The fact that you go out once and someone rejects you and you will get rejection. Jesus warned the disciples, if you read Matthew 10, he said, look, I send you out a sheep among wolves. Right? He said that beware, you will be brought before councils, the council of kings. And they will question you. But do not worry because in that time, I will give you words to speak. So, when you face rejection, it should rather provoke you. You should tell yourself, ah, this guy rejected me. I'm going to ask God. I'm going to pray. I'm going to, I'm going to do my homework well. I'm going to trust God that next time when I go there, at least I'll win one soul. That is the same attitude you need to have when it comes to God. Same attitude. Same approach. Right? Are we going to do it? Same approach. So we debunk that one. Right? So rejection, it will come. No, let me let you, it will come. You feel bad, you feel sad, you feel angry, you feel like, ah, after all what? I was sitting in my corner. Somehow, how can I allow someone like this to come in, you know, you know, deride me or insult me like this? I won't do it again. No. Same mental, mental attitude you have. Same mindset you have towards your school, your exam, especially your exam. See that same mindset. Same mindset. Number six, I can't talk properly. I can't communicate fluently. Some of you say you can't speak English well, so you can't do evangelism. How many of you here can speak at least one language? At least one language. Oh, raise your hand. At least one language fluently. Raise your hands. 
No, if, if you don't, don't raise your hand. <laughs> Be honest. If you can speak at least one language fluently. Okay. I saw, I saw a hand didn't go up. What languages do you speak? Suppose you, you tell us your name. No, why are you running away from the mic? Speak into the mic. Dada. Dada, how are you? <laughs> Dada, I want you to speak into the mic. This will help you to break your shyness. Nobody will be scared. Speak into the mic. How are you? You won't die. You won't die. You won't die. This is Can you hear her? Dada, you're in trouble, though. I'm fine, thank you. I'm fine, thank you. Hey. I'm fine, thank you. Aha! Okay, so Dada, wait. You didn't raise your hand, but all the questions I asked you, you were able to answer. So you can't speak English. Okay, if you don't answer me, I'll come again. Dada. I should back away. I should step back. Okay, Dada. Say Jesus loves you. Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. me. You have evangelized somebody. I can just go to someone and just slap a track. Don't slap them in the face, but just slap in their hands and say, Jesus loves you. That's all. You've done, you've sown a seed. Yeah. You don't believe. You don't believe. You have a problem with that. We'll talk about it later. You just slap it in your hands and say, my brother, how are you doing? You're good. Yeah. Let me leave this track with you. Eh? If you know that the person is not going to read it, just tell them, to open it. Let's read it together. That's what I like to do because I know there's a probability someone's going to trash it. Okay. We don't want to waste paper. I, mean, I, I like trees, so we have to save trees. If we're going to use paper, it has to be of good use. So I will encourage you, go. Just take the track and say, ah, I have something here for you. I mean, uh, do you mind? Let's read it together. Let's read maybe the first few lines. Read it together. And that could be an entry point for you to share the gospel. Sometimes too, if you're too scared, you can drop it. You can sneak it into... <laughs> no don't put it in their pocket or else they will suspect you and then you leave but it's good to just because it gives you the opportunity that first step to be able to engage the person okay so back to the point communicating fluently and sometimes people will use they say hey Charlie my English show I don't I don't have the words I don't have the biblical terms there are no biblical terms in this one right so winning I keep Uncle Bijou said this so many times and I believe it with all my heart See, share your testimony of what God has done for you. How you've gotten to where you are now as compared to where you were before. Simple. That is if you're truly saved. That's what it is. And I said, even if you can't speak, 
English. At least you can speak one language. The language you are more fluent in, speak that language. I'm sure you're thinking, oh, Charlie. Uh, we had one guy here who could speak Latin. I don't know how many people here can speak Latin in Accra. But the point I'm saying is that this is what I do. When we went to the villages in the Ashanti region, I can't go and speak English. They don't hardly do they understand. So I'll go to them and say, I'll start talking to them. And when I realize that my tree is failing me, I ask, oh, please, can I switch to English? Charlie, at least I have said something. It's, you see, it's not even really about being able to complete what you, you, you set out to do. God can call you to just initiate a process in someone's life and someone will take over. He said, I preached, Paulus watered, but it is God that makes things grow spiritually. Sometimes yours is just to sow. Someone else will come and water. And it's God that brings the increase. So speak in the language you understand. Say, I can't communicate fluently. No. And learn, some, learn another language. We're surrounded by Francophone countries. But the truth is, Anglophone countries, we don't like to learn other languages. By nature, that's how we are. And it's a very bad thing, especially here in Ghana. We don't take French seriously. It's true. Or Chinese. Someone, someone, someone did something. It's a chess. I just, I'm dialing some numbers, eh? I'm sorry, why? I didn't do it on purpose. But the point I'm making is you need to learn a language. I say that because I regret not learning French or I should have taken it seriously. When I happened to be in France, I was like, oh my God. Because I'll be honest, I couldn't evangelize and it was burning within me. What am I going to say? Unless they do a Jesus march, the church do Jesus march and we join them and I'm singing with them. But even that, I have to learn the French songs to be able to sing them. But I couldn't evangelize and I felt really bad. And that for me was a big barrier. I was always looking for someone who could speak English, but nobody, you know how the French are, moi, je sais pas, I mean, I don't speak French. Je sais pas. And they speak so quick, you wouldn't even be able to hear them. And I'm like, ah, take your time, man. You can see that I'm struggling, man. You know? So the point I'm trying to make is, make an effort to learn another language. Or even try to polish up the languages, you know, because you, God might send you out. Some of you, you'll go to Mansun Kwanta. Yes, I remember the name of the, the, the village. That's, that's where we went, Mansun Kwanta. Somewhere in Ashanti region. Where you go and see, you go and speak English. <laughs> so that point debunked. Right? You don't need to be perfect in the language to be able to share the gospel. You just need to be able to say a few things. I love you. Jesus died for you. That one day, everyone can say. Everyone say, Jesus loves you. Everybody say, Jesus loves me. Jesus came to die for my sins. Jesus came to die for my sins. I have accepted him as my Lord and personal Savior. That's all. If you can say that, you can evangelize to somebody. It's not that difficult. I'm not also saying that you go there and say, Jesus loves you. Then you're off. No, 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 no. But you can speak to them and say those four lines or three lines and that would be enough hallelujah close your eyes and pray ask god to 
give you the, the strength, the boldness you need to be able to speak to other people about Jesus, to win souls. Pray, pray, pray. Based on what you heard, you say, Lord, help me. Some of the reasons mentioned, I know that I, they, they weary me out. But because of your word, because of what I've heard, I see, I see the light now. And I'm willing to go past this barrier. I will not let this barrier tie me down. I will not let this barrier weigh me down. It will not prevent me from speaking your word. But rather, let this word spare me on. Let it bring life. Let it encourage me to be able to speak the word, to be able to win souls. Keep praying, somebody. Pray. Close your eyes, everybody, and pray. Pray. You know what it is. You mentioned that thing. You say, Lord, this is my barrier. This is one of the reasons, one of the excuses I use. But help me. Help me today. I've heard your word. And I know deep down within me that these things should not stand in the way. But I need your help. Holy Spirit, I need you. Say, Holy Spirit, I need you. Come and strengthen me. Come and empower me in the name of Jesus. Zibri bidi bada kose bidi handeve bisa kura ba ila brande kadeshe mene andaya la patele bedoski divande limida brose gereme ande brase ketele beande Lord we need you Holy Spirit we need you Holy Spirit we need you empower us strengthen us encourage us Lord in the name of Jesus. Even when our bodies are not willing, Lord, let your spirit take over and take control. In Jesus' name, thank you for answered prayer. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that we're taking the great commission to heart. We're making it our heartbeat. We're winning souls for you. We're becoming wise in our ways. Thank you for the manifestation of the gifts even as we step out there in faith in boldness, even as we move into the unknown with the uncertainties thank you that because of the first step we will continue, we will be encouraged, we bless you in Jesus name have we prayed, amen everyone say amen amen, God bless you amen, amen, amen amen, Uncle Dennis God bless you, can we all stretch our hands and pray for him it's not easy to stand and preach. Let's pray for grace for him. Let's pray that the Lord will reveal himself to him more and more. Let's pray that he will avail himself for God to use him. Let's pray for him and cover him and the family. Anytime you stand for the work of God, the enemy always finds ways to attack you. Let's pray and say, God, may he never be discouraged in doing your work. Any attack of the enemy, Lord, we pray the Holy Ghost fire around him. We soak him and the family into the blood. We say, Lord, use him to do great things in your kingdom. Lord, use him to do great things 
things in your kingdom. We are grateful for his life. We thank you for his life. And Lord, we pray that whatever he has said today, may it find a place in our heart. And may we take it and run with it. That the glory will be unto you, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Can we please pass the basket around for our Cornelius offering? And as the basket is going around, yesterday I asked those who came to church workers meeting, what is on your mind? We are embarking on this project. And for us to be able to achieve this project, it means that every second of our life, ITCC has to be on our mind. Because one thing I have realized, it wasn't in your mind as parts and also affect how you relate to other people if you are thinking of winning soul everything that you do you know that it is geared towards winning souls and we have to know that all of us are called to win souls it is not the job for others we are all called to preach to talk to others about god so this week as you go about at your class in your neighborhood anybody you come across to any soul you know that the soul is not working according to the will of god it behoves on you to talk to that person about god heaven is waiting on you one thing is god does miracles but he uses us as a medium to reach out to people and uncle dennis said he said the miracles will happen when you go out there in here if you want to see the miracle before you step out you never step out but as you go out there the lord himself will be with you and you will see the miracle and you will have a personal testimony just like he had his personal testimony to share if he had not gone out he wouldn't we are praying can we all be on our feet and pray for the grace that this week as we go out there may the grace of god be with us may we have an encounter that when we come back next week we'll be able to give a personal testimony of what we did for the lord god the heavens god says that heaven rejoices when we speak to one soul in ezekiel he said i have given you command this person i have talked to if you don't talk to the person and he's he doesn't change his life is not saved that person's blood i will ask of you god says that look i save you so that you also save others why is it that when you have good things you are ready to share with your friends but when it comes to the word of god you are finding it difficult pray this evening this morning and say god i don't want anything to hinder me from spreading the gospel if there is any shyness in me i break it if i cannot talk lord i pray that you touch my mouth lord i am praying for every soul that will come into my life this week that i'll have the courage to talk to the soul about christ lord, Lord, what you expect from me is to sow the seed. And I am praying that anything that is hindering me from sowing the seed, I break loose of it by the blood of Jesus. I pray that may my life in my community be a tool for evangelism. My classmates who are not saved, Lord, give me the grace to approach them. Even when they bounce me, I ask for grace to go back again. Lord, even people when people reject me, I pray for your grace that, Lord, I'll go back again. My Lord, I thank you that next week I'll come back to this place with a personal testimony that I will also be able to say, I spoke to this person, I spoke to this person, I planted the word, and I have seen that.
that God is about doing something great in the life of the person. Lord, as long as it depends on me, I pray that, Lord, may I do my part in this project. That, Lord, when you are counting the names of people, my name will be part of those who win souls. Because your word says that it is when a soul is won that heaven rejoices. I want to be part of those people that will change the mood of heaven. By my action, by my words, Lord, give me this grace and let this project that we have embarked on, Lord, be my personal life. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Can we share the grace? Grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. We still have some of the tracks, so pick some and talk to your friends. Have a blessed week. <laughs>